The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Christina Jandali. She's raised over 500 grand for her local hospital. She made her first million in her 20s, then she lost it and then made it all back again and now runs a multi-seven-figure online coaching company. Today, we're talking about how to use a Facebook group of all things to boost your email conversions. Before we get into that, if you would like our list of the top 10 books we recommend to improve your email marketing, and they're not all email marketing books, they're just about additional skills that will really help you, then that's just one of the resources that you'll find completely for free over at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. Go check it out. Do so, do so, do so. He always reserve, he always serves people more fries than they can actually eat so that he can actually finish their portion off for himself. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he has a new obsession with the drink Vimpto. Terrible choice. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. Let's start the show. Why is Vimto a terrible choice? It's like fizzy Ribena. I don't drink anything purple. Is that like a rule for life? Well, your parents said to you, now, Robert, if it's purple, it's not for you. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. This is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new spanking episode every email marketing Wednesday. Mate, you need to drop this email marketing Wednesday thing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to catch on. It's trending. It's <laughs> trending in my house. This week's episode is sponsored by ResponseSuite.com. That's the survey, quiz, and application form tool that we founded and created to integrate with your marketing system, segment your audience, find out more about people, and make you more sales. You can take it for a 14-day trial for just $1 at responsesuite.com. Now, Kennedy, our guest, Christina, today, I've got three statements about you. One of them's the truth. The other two are just dirty, rotten lies. And mm-hmm. You've got to try and guess which of these things is true. Christina, try not to give anything away here. So did she fly to England to buy a dog? Oh, she could have done. Did she go to the Caribbean for a week's holiday and stay for a month? Oh, or did maybe. she learn to ice skate by teaching someone else? Oh, it's good. It's good. Do I think Christina flew to England to buy a dog? I don't know if she... I, I can imagine her liking a dog, but I don't think she flew to it. Did she go to the Caribbean for a week's holiday and stay for a month? Maybe. I think she probably... I can imagine her liking this idea of, of living and working wherever she quite fancies and sticking around. That sounds good. Ice skate, my teacher, somebody else. I think, Rob, you made that up. Christina, did you end up staying in the Caribbean for a month? I did not. What did you do? I flew to England to buy a dog. Oh yeah. Was it That's a corgi? Commitment. It was not. It was a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And I used to show dogs and I was sick of losing. So I decided I was going to go get the best dog to bring it home. <laughs> 
That's amazing. That's commitment, isn't I it? I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. It's great. Oh, wow. Beautiful. So you're known for many, many things. But one of the things that you've really been, been helping people to do is work with Facebook groups. Now, Facebook groups, there's a lot of them around. Are they, I mean, they're still pretty hot though, right? 100%. I, I think that with anything, it goes through stages. And, you know, with Facebook groups, like, are they dead? Are they still around? What are they using? And I think when you, just when you take a look at anyone that is launching their programs and you look at like a Tony Robbins as an example in their launches, guess what they're using? They might be teaching something else, but they're using a Facebook group to launch their program. You're looking at Gabby Bernstein that's running and doing her book launches. She's using a Facebook group. So hundred percent Facebook groups are the place to help support with increasing those conversions with your launches and turning more leads into buyers. I love that. In your business, where does it fit alongside or with or in place of email marketing? How do those two things work together? They're like peanut butter and jelly together. They go together, right? And do they? I don't know. We're British. We're like, like peanut butter and jelly. You've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> but like I always say is that, you know, there's social media. Things are going to change over time. Love Facebook groups. Big believer in them. They're, they're super effective. But you always have to own your asset, which is your email list, which I know that you guys are speaking into email marketing. And so you always want to make sure that you own the asset, but that's the piece of it. But if you think that your Facebook group works in conjunction with that alongside of that, so you're marketing people in more than one location and you have the opportunity to create the deeper connection with your email list, with your following and use it as a tool for growth as well. I love it. I love it. Okay. So where do we, where should we begin? Should, should people begin? Okay. I, I've got my email list. I'm going to start a Facebook group and populate my, my Facebook group off the back of my email list. Or should I be starting a Facebook group to grow my email list? Like it's a chicken and egg situation. Can you answer the age old question? What came first, the email list, or the Facebook group? So such a good question. It's true, right? It's like, but they, they work together. And so we look at, I want to look at, look at it from this perspective. It's easier for someone to click join to your Facebook group than it is for them to join your email list because it doesn't take as much effort on their part. So if you're casually mentioning, hey, come my, join my community, go pick this thing up, it's easy for them to pop in and join your, your group. And you have many, many opportunities to get them onto your email list from your Facebook group. So you tend to have a lot of lead flow. But if you're using things like paid advertising or you're spending, you're putting, spending, putting money out there, then you always want to capture their email first and have them join your Facebook group second. So it really depends on where your source of traffic is and how you're bringing people in to where is it that you're going to direct them. But your email list should grow your Facebook group and your, your Facebook group should be growing your email list. So they kind of work in unison together. So at both entry points, they're filling the other one. But one of the things to keep in, you know, in mind as well is if your group is continually growing, Facebook's going to naturally show it to more people to invite people to come into your group. So you're going to get a lot of lead flow coming into your group, but they, um, yes, it depends on the, the source of traffic. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love to chat about the kind of content slash sales strategy that you put inside the group. So do you sell directly in the group? Is the group just the warm and fuzzy place to like keep them, keep them engaged while you sell them through email? How does that work? 
So yes, you do sell in your group. And I, and I think what, what often gets taught out there is like, do five value posts or do 10 value posts, and then you can earn the right to do one sales post. And that's just a bunch of nonsense, right? Like you, you don't need to think about that. What you want to be doing is using your Facebook group and thinking about it from more of a perspective of running campaigns. So if you are bringing people into your Facebook group, you want to be thinking, okay, yes, I'm going to be making offers, but the content in your Facebook group needs to lead towards that. So, you know, yes, method I teach is talking about how to attract, how to engage and convert, but what you're doing, the content in your group must evoke desire and demand for your paid offer. You don't want freebie seekers. You're not just building this free, let's hang out place. And the fact is you're in business, which means that you've got to be generating sales in your business, which means that the people in your group need to be ideal leads to be potential buyers. And so everything that you're doing and planning out needs to be moving people down the line, evoking that desire and demand for your paid offer. Okay, that sounds great. So we're basically gonna give this idea of, of, of value and nurturing relationships in the group with a with this sort of community feel oh this is we're all in this together it's very lovely and then in your, on your email list it's gonna be a bit more like a direct sales co- conversation those two things are running in parallel having this conversation that's great so what are the things we can actually do in the group what kind of stuff can we be putting in there which is uh, first of all gonna only attract engagement from those correct people and then make sure that actually we can start having that sort of building of beliefs. Like what content are we talking about? So I like to call it, when we're talking about engagement in the group, I like to call it like there's, most people focus on mindless engagement, right? Are you a coffee drinker or are you a tea drinker? Do you have a dog or do you have a cat? What did you have for dinner? What's your favorite food? All these things that like, do you see this drop an emoji? Celebrate with a gift, right? Like all those things, it's called mindless engagement doesn't lead anywhere. It's like a dead end road. And if you focus just on that, you might get engagement in your group, but it's like you're spinning because you feel like you're doing all this effort to create engagement, but it's not leading anywhere. So instead, what you want to be doing is what I call purposeful engagement. And purposeful engagement is asking engagement-based questions that, that are helping you get in the minds of your ideal clients. And it's moving people towards where you want to lead them. So for example, if you were going to say, Okay, purposeful engagement. Let's say, what's a topic that you might talk about, you guys, inside of your group? What might be a topic or two? Subject lines. Everybody wants to talk about subject lines, don't they? What's a good subject line? We must get asked all the time. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you're going to talk about subject lines and that's going to be a key element. And maybe you're going to do a deeper dive training on subject lines. And then you might open up an offer to join you into a paid offer on the back end of that on this live training. So if you're thinking about that, okay, we need to create conversation around subject lines. We need to find out how people feel about them, where people are getting stuck with them. Like what's, what's going on? What are the challenges, things that they're experiencing? So let's say on Thursday, you do a weekly live show and it's a live stream that you're doing and you're talking about subject lines, the you know three hottest subject lines to get the click or something along the lines of that. So let's say on Monday, well, we know subject lines are related to what? They're related to open rates. So on Monday, you could say like, how do you feel about the open rates of your email list? And now you start getting everyone sharing like, oh man, it drives me nuts. I work so hard to generate these leads and then not enough people are opening it. Or you start to get people to say, share about their experience that they're having with it. So now you now have all of this language and copy that you can use in your emails and your live streams, and you're allowing them to share their frustrations or their experiences so that you can speak into that later on. So you're creating the conversation around it. 
let's say the next day you're like, okay, subject lines. You can even ask them like, what was the, um, what was the subject line that you would never do again? Or what was like the biggest, the, the biggest bomb of the subject line that you've ever done. And you could do on the flip side, if you want it's people to share, like what's the best subject line you've had. So either way, but you're creating conversation around it. The next thing is maybe on day three, you're speaking about just helping them see if they just get, if they just increase their open rates by 10%, how much more revenue that that could create in a business, like just giving a projection of what that would be. So now you're creating the opening of the opportunity, like, wow, if I just make these minor tweaks, that could substantially add, you know, an additional 10,000, 100,000, depending on what level of people that, you know, in your group at their level of business. And so it's projecting the possibility that happens with that. And it's teasing like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to show you what, what are the three hottest, um, you know, templates for subject lines that you can be using to get open the click. So now it's like, oh, people want to jump into that training because this is what we've been talking about there. You've spoken about the challenge, the experience that they're having. You've spoken about the possibility. They're ready to dive in. And on that training, when you're opening up that next call to action, to get on your email list, to join your program, to get into whatever the next step that you want to lead people. It's the next logical step for them to take. Kennedy, did you write all of that down? That's next week's Facebook group posts. All sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, word yeah. Word, no, that's that's, that's sort care of. of. Wrote it down. I've bloody scheduled the thing. <laughs> Speaking of that, I want to dive into this to see what your approach to, because this sounds like this takes more planning than your common garden. What's your favorite movie with a chicken in it? So do, do you like spend a bunch of time planning and uh, what's your content planning process look like, I guess, for a Facebook group? So for now, my content planning process is very basic. It's like, what's the topic we're going to talk about? And I might spend 10 minutes writing oh, great. the post for the week because most of my posts are like one line or they're fill in the blank. So rather than, and I think this is a big distinction when we feel like we have to produce all this content and produce all this value and produce all this information, it actually kills engagement because people are like, I don't know what to do with all this information. But other than that, if we just take a look at it and say like, what's one line that I can understand my client better, my ideal leads better, what's one, one question that I can ask that can call them forward, that's just creating conversation around it. It really doesn't take very long at all to be able to figure out, okay, what are those one-liners? And then your focus on that deep dive training, I recommend that you do like one sort of core training in your Facebook group each week. And it doesn't need to be long. It can be 10 minutes, 20 minutes. It could be longer if you want to. It doesn't need to be that long, but it needs to be value packed, right? So you're, that's where you're going to be demonstrating the how-to. And if you're writing if you're thinking about preparing for that, you might write down three bullet points of the things that you want to cover on that training and that's it. So I don't think it needs to take a lot of time when you're planning out your content. And the biggest reframe is that we create community and connection with our members when we let them speak to us, not us speak to them. So your content should be really fill in the blank, asking simple questions, which is breaking the ice and inviting them to share about themselves. I love it. And now I'm wondering... So this is all great when you've got a new product that you're launching, you've got a, or you're reopening something, some, something's going to be coming available. But if you're sort of between products, you're sort of that sort of, I've got to keep them warm, got to keep everybody excited, keep the plates all spinning. What content can we put in those groups so that we'd fall into the what's your favorite, whatever. Are you a cat person? Are you a dog person? Have you seen the latest film? Whatever. What's that? What is that content going to do? And how do we do that bit? So I think it's the same concept of what you would do in between. It just means that on that deeper dive training, maybe it's a post instead of a live stream, right? Maybe you just have like a deep dive post that's a little bit longer that's sharing like three bullet points or a key tip or something that you're, you're sharing. But I wouldn't do more than one sort of value-based piece per week and everything else should be conversational and connection based on that. So if you're not launching anything right now, great. 
what do you want to do? You want to get them listening to the podcast. You want to get them on your email list. Like what's the action that you want them to take that's going to have them self-select because we always want to, you know, with direct response marketing, ultimately we always want people to take some action. Otherwise we're breeding and creating lazy people in our group that don't take action. And so we want them to always take an action. So whether that's inviting a friend to join the group, whether that's, uh, you know, dropping a comment, whether that's following you on a different social media platform, give them an action step to do, which is moving people forward. And it's training your people to take action so that when you do make that buy offer, that's really cool. Before I let Rob speak again out of his little box that he's in. Um, uh, It just reminds me of the fact that how us humans compartmentalize things like in email marketing, one of the things that we bang the drum about all the time is you're constantly training your subscribers and you might be training them into a positive thing that you want them to do or you're training them into training them into a thing you absolutely don't want them to do and it seems to be the same with your facebook group like you're either saying this is the right place for you keep hanging out or you're sort of saying well you probably want to just jog on because it's not a priority to you right now right yeah, absolutely. I'm really interested. There's a few different ways that I see people selling in their Facebook groups. There's things like avert pitches, like go and buy this thing. Here's the link, sign up now. Or like a more subtle, are you interested in this thing? Not really a mention of a pitch anywhere. Drop a comment down below and then DM them. Is there, do you use both? Is there a preference there? There, there is both. And I think that, you know, and taking a look at how we sell in the Facebook group, send, sending people to DM is always powerful because you have that one-to-one conversation. It's not leveraged right. though, right? So if you're sending people to the DM, guess what? You're spending your time to have a conversation with those people to move them down the line. Is it effective? hundred percent. Do you want to be spending all your time doing that? That's an, a question that you get to answer. It depends what you're selling. If you're selling something low ticket, do you want to be in the DMs? Probably not. If you're selling something high ticket, and it's going to take an enrollment conversation and, and that deeper connection with someone, maybe that is a good idea. So it really depends on where you're going to lead people on how you're going to present it. I think the most important thing though, is depending on how you're selling in your group, the come from is important. If we think like, Oh, I feel uncomfortable selling. So I'm going to kind of mention it and then jump out or be scared of mentioning it. Like that energy is going to bring what it's going to bring, it's going to repel people, right? You've got to be certain about what it is that you're doing and certain about how you're presenting your offer. And so I always like to make sure that you're working backwards and, and figuring out, okay, like what is going to be, I mean, when, it, when we look at this, you can, you can make offers in your group here and there and just drop an offer in there. But what's going to be most effective is if you're doing a sale, like if you have a sales system, a sales sequence, a, a challenge or a masterclass or uh, um, some sort of conversion mechanism, a workshop in which you're bringing people that's going to convert them into buyers, that's going to create significant more volume than it is on the one-offs or the people that are just going to buy in from those sales posts. So I think we, we get to look at it from a bigger picture of, okay, what's the full strategy? strategy we're looking at and then knowing that what we're doing in the group is representative of that larger strategy. I love strategy. that. And let's talk about for a moment ever open, evergreen offers because a lot of this, what we've talked about so far has been very much about open and closed offers. But for example, our membership is always open. It's always there. People can join the league whenever they quite fancy, whenever the time is right for them. So how do we make sure that because we've definitely been guilty ourselves. I know loads of people are guilty of this. I've been so afraid of selling in their group that they actually never mention the bloody thing they sell. People go, oh, you've got a membership, have you? And we're like, oh yeah, that's what we put our heart and soul into over here. So how do we make, how do we build in this ability to mention it, not be boring, not feel like a bit of a dick about it, uh, but yet make sure people know it's, know it's there? 
So yes, you always be wanting to planting seeds when you're going live, oh, oh, you know, and mentioning like in such and such program, this is a question that came up. I wanted to speak to you guys about it because I think you could really gain from it. Or as I was putting together the content for this month in such and such membership, this is what I realized. And I really want to just come in and share with you for a quick moment because I think it's something that you really need to hear. So tune in for this. And, and so you're plant, constantly planting seeds for it. And then if you are running something evergreen, you still have a means to get people in, right? You're either bringing people through an email series, you're bringing people through like an email sequence, a webinar, you're bringing them through something to come through to make that in, that initial invitation. So your sales emails in your or posts in your group rather can get them into the entry point of that. So maybe you have an opt-in that is going to be to a webinar class. And on that webinar class, you pitch your membership. So going through and pitching the entry point to that sales system can be your sales post inside of your group. It doesn't always have to be overtly. So if you have it ongoing, and then if you are doing larger launches, because typically sometimes people have membership that are open, and then they might launch a few times a year at a bigger scale where they have more bonuses and more things that they're bringing together. So maybe during those experiences, like the full on sales, sales post, like this bonus and the stack and it's closing and uh, bonuses are going away type of thing and then in between it's getting people into the evergreen sales system that is going in and if you're not launching then you're just inviting people into the entry point of your sales system oh, i love it i love it i want to just investigate a moment just the relationship between the email list and the group and if you like for example is it is it an idea and I'm, by the way full disclosure i'm making this up right now and you might be like don't know yeah that's fine too we're all friends here so if you're maybe doing something in your emails, could you? Would it be an idea to maybe mention it in your group and go, "Oh, everybody who who liked the sixth point in the checklist I give you by email today, uh, if you didn't get it yet, go it." And, and also vice versa, because one of the things I know when we were starting our group off, um, we definitely cheated the Facebook group system by getting lots of comments and stuff by emailing the list going, I've just put this comment, this this post in the group. Do you fancy giving it a comment? It would really help because I, mean, I don't look so lonely over there. So I'm just wondering how those two things can sort of on a day-to-day -day basis sort of help each other out. Yes, you nailed it. Absolutely. Whatever you're doing on your email list, teasing about it and mentioning it. I mean, one of the one of the greatest human motivators is the fear of missing out. Like, oh, what's going on there? I don't want to miss out on that. Like, what's this that I don't know about? And they're going to want to jump in. And it creates this one beauty that happens with so with your Facebook group is it creates social proof because then everyone's like, oh, what's this thing? People are talking about this thing and people are commenting and they're starting to see it. And so you create that sort of frenzy of people realizing like, oh, so-and-so is doing it. I better do it too. So you build up a lot of momentum that way. Whereas if you send it to your email list, it's great, but they don't see who else is doing it. So they're relying on you to communicate that. So if you're using your email list to be able to tell people, hey, what's going on in the group and vice versa, you're going to generate way more excitement, way more engagement. You're going to end up having better open rates and engagement on your email list as well as your group. So cool. So cool. We could have this conversation all day long because this is just amazing. Uh, it's time, though, to move into... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. All right, Christina, what is your subject line for the week? It is very simple. It is one word, and it is... There hey. we go. That's excellent. That's Thank it. Thanks very much. much. It's uh, been a lovely time. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> She's a flippin' genius. <laughs> Why does it work, though? It's brilliant because it's so simple and it's how you'd speak to a friend and people can't help but want to open it. Now, here's a little kicker. If you're sending out a subject line that says, hey, 
you can't, typically you don't want it to be in a long winded email. You want it to be a more conversational tone email, ideally, if you're going to be sending that. I love I it. That's a great email, especially, especially if you're like asking for a reply to something, like if you can do like the seven word email or whatever it's called, I think that would be great. Really cool. Yeah, I really like it. The other thing I like about it, actually, just a little, little, little thing about in the inbox, a really short three letter subject line will really stand out in terms of its length compared to like, you know, six reasons my cat is great at email marketing or whatever the other like subject lines are in your inbox. Just that three three letter thing is going to really stand out. Awesome. This week's subject, subject line, line of the week. week. Subject line, line of, of the week. week. Christina, for people who want to find out more about you, maybe come and hang out in your Facebook group. Tell us, where do we go? How do we find you? Yes. So I've put together, uh, I've put together a gift for, for you and it is a little bundle that I put together. So if you're thinking about like, wow, I really see the power of Facebook group and you want to apply that to your business, you have um, what is, what's inside the bundle is the perfect naming blueprint. So it's exactly how to name your group because that's important, right? Because people decide like, is this for me or not? The second piece is writing the perfect intro post. Let's be real. Sometimes we're not good about, we don't want to be braggadocious, but we also want people to get like your credibility and what you're stand for and why they should listen to you as well as creating that connection. So how to do that in a fun way. And then the third piece is a five, um, a five step mini course on growing your group. So exactly what you can do to start getting those members inside of your group. So put together that grow your group bundle for you guys. And we'll be having the link I'm assuming in the we show will, notes. We will. We'll link the heck out of that in the show notes, whether you're listening to this in your podcast player that click on the link in the show notes to that or on the website as well. We'll be able to do that. Oh, lovely stuff. And fat Rob, I think we've, we could put our own little call to action at this point. I reckon let's be marketing professionals. We can, yeah. If you want to come and continue this conversation, talk about how to grow your Facebook group, come and hang out in our Facebook group. Just go to robandkennedy.group. It will forward you over there. Uh, or you can just search on Facebook for the Email Marketing Show community. Oh, what a great name. It's so innovative. We just stuck the name community on the end of the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Christina, for joining us on the show. It's been great to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. Christina Tendall, everybody. Everybody.